Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Wednesday edition of the Daily 10. Yep, that means your friend Matt back again, and we're ready to take you on our 10-minute sports journey together today. Here's what's coming up on our Rhodes Group Rundown. It's brought to you by the Rhodes Group. You should know by now the Rhodes Group is the independent insurance agency that you need to turn to to make sure you're getting the best from your home and car insurance. And I mean the best rates, the best policy, and the best coverage. Because as the old saying goes, time is money. And insurance rates, they keep rising faster than ever, meaning you need to get at least 10 insurance quotes to make sure you're getting the best policy. Not one, not two, not three, but 10. Otherwise, you're going to spend hours trying to do this stuff yourself, and you'll most uh, most likely make a mistake. Working with the Rhodes Group is going to give you peace of mind, which comes with comprehensive collision coverage, uninsured motorists, third-party liability, the things that we kind of know about, but again, we would mess up. Go directly to a landing page that the Rhodes Group has set up for you guys, our listeners of the Daily 10. You'll get those 10 home and car insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. It's Rhodes-Group.com slash churnoff. Again, Rhodes, R-H-O-A-D-S, Rhodes-Group.com slash churnoff or just as convenient. You're in the car listening right now. Give them a ring. They'll do the 10 quotes for you over the phone. 678-341-9667 for the Rhodes Group. As the Falcons get ready to host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday, it does have some important division ramifications. I know Falcon fans don't love this current life, but I've got news for you. It could always be worse. We'll talk about that coming up. Plus, Georgia is in a group of probably four or maybe five teams guaranteed to land in the same place next season. And we finally got a Braves rumor that makes sense and a quote from the GM that should tell you all you need to know about the offseason to this point. We'll get it all coming up. First, I want to start with the Falcons, who are two-and-a-half-point favorites over Tampa. That's a, that's a 1 o'clock kick Sunday inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The game does have meaning, right? The Falcons are 6-6. Six and six. They lead the division. They have a game lead over the Saints and over the Bucks, and they have a game in hand over each team. Why is this one big in the little world that we live in, in the NFC South? It's probably not big in the actual NFL world where, like, the Eagles and the Bills and the Chiefs and, like, all these good teams play. But for us, this is big. If the Falcons win the game, they'll move to 7-6. and six. They would drop Tampa to 5-8. and eight. So they would essentially have not just a two-game lead, but the tiebreaker, too. So they have a three-game lead over Tampa with four to go. If Tampa wins the game, you're going to have an, a three-way tie at the top of the NFC South with all three teams if the Saints win. And I imagine the Saints will. The Saints have a couple of 
uh, very winnable games coming up. Carolina this Sunday at home, and then they'll play the Giants at home. If they were to win and Tampa wins, you'd have all three teams at 6-7. and seven. I know it's the NFC South that's crummy, but that's why the game matters. And I'll be clear, Falcon fans aren't loving the life we're leading right now. Nobody wants to be this mediocre team that doesn't have an answer at quarterback, doesn't really know if the head coach is the right guy for the job. And every year, the only existence we have is in this crummy division that at 6-6 six and six or at 5-7, and seven, you're like, oh, we still have life because we play in the South. But I've got news for you. It could always be worse. And we've been in this spot where by this point in the season, on December the 6th, we're just playing out the string. There's nothing worse than that. You're still two and a half, three weeks away from Christmas, and you're not playing important games. Like, you could be the 4-8 and eight Jets who today released, or yesterday, excuse me, released Tim Boyle, <laughs> the great Tim Boyle. And they just signed Brett Rippon. And they're playing Trevor Simeon. It's like, oh, my God, what a miserable existence for the next five weeks. You could be the 2-10 and 10 Patriots, who might be the most boring team. Like, the Falcons aren't exactly exciting. The Patriots might be the most boring team I've ever seen. They're playing out the string, and they're a complete mess. You could be 4-9 and nine Washington, 4-8 and eight Giants, 3-10 and 10 Arizona. All those teams are just playing out the string, not playing for anything. We've been there. It's awful. It sucks. I'm very realistic about what this Falcon team can accomplish. They can win this division. They can host a playoff game. But after that, I think you're going to get smacked back into reality on that first Saturday or Sunday of the postseason when you host uh, Dallas or Philly or whoever you're going to play, and you get beaten up pretty good. But until that happens, we will live in a world where it's better to be the Falcons this year than maybe the Jets or the Giants or Arizona or the godforsaken Patriots. I will get my Christmas wish, by the way. And I have very low standards and a low bar for the Falcons. I said I just wanted uh, the Christmas Eve game to matter (laughs) against the Indianapolis Colts at Mercedes-Benz. And it will! Again, what a sad existence. All right, we'll talk about a group that Georgia is a part of that I think will be in the same place a year from now. After we brag on the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock, that's my go-to sports bar. I'm a Woodstockian and a proud Woodstockian. So downtown Woodstock is a hop, skip, and a jump from me. But you don't have to live in Woodstock to experience the Daily Draft. You're close if you live in Roswell or Milton or Alpharetta. You're right around the corner if you live in Canton or Kennesaw to enjoy the Daily Draft. And what will you enjoy when you walk through the doors? A beer wall. I mean, that's all I have to tell you. They have a bleeping beer wall with self-serve taps up and down to enjoy the beer you want when you want it. You'll get an on-demand card to grab it and go. They also have a craft beer bar. They have a brand-new menu with all kinds of awesome options. They've got the biggest and best big screen in the Burbs. The challenge is still out there for any of you to send me a pic of a better big screen, and I will stand down. Until then, I will tell you Sean Daly and his team at the Daily Draft have the biggest and best big screen around. Two stories of great sports views are waiting for you at the Daily Draft. Follow them on social media on Instagram and Facebook. Check out their website for more at thedailydraft.net. So this will be the final year that we have any consternation about what the playoff committee's decisions are. Because a four-team playoff, every once in a while, you're going to get mad that they're not going to get it right. And this was the perfect example. Whether they got it right or not, none of us really know, but everybody had an opinion on it. Next year, when we're at 12 teams, maybe there will be some anger over the seeding. Maybe there will be some anger over who doesn't get a bye. And maybe there will be some people bothered over the 11, 12 seeds and somebody who gets left out. But it won't be the same kind of tone and anger that we've heard over the last couple of days none of that will matter to georgia because georgia is in a group of i think maybe four teams maybe five that you can almost call a lock every year that the 12 team playoff will exist at least for the next several years as long as kirby smart is cranking out the machine that he is at georgia 
you've got Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan that I feel like every year are going to be in the playoff. Unless something weird happens, because you're going to have two lost teams and maybe a three-loss team playing in the playoff now that we have 12 teams. And remember, Georgia next season, they will head to Austin, Texas. They will play in Tuscaloosa. So what if I gave you the worst-case scenario, Georgia lost both, uh, both of those games? Well, they're still going to be in the playoff. They'll get credit for playing them. They'll get credit for the schedule strength, and they'd still make the 12-team playoff. Now, there's a group after Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, and Michigan that I would call maybes. And because there are 12 teams, they're going to be in good position. That group is like LSU, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Texas. Maybe I'll throw in Ole Miss and Penn State. They'll all kind of be in that neighborhood of, as long as things go pretty well and they don't fall off the rails and off the tracks, those teams all have a chance to be 10-2. and two. One of them at 9-3 and three might make the college football playoff. And again, that's where we're going to be. I hope we all understand that that 11 seed or that 12 seed it is going to be somebody, and I'm only basing it off this year's standings after the conference championship games. The 12 seed right now would be Oklahoma at 10-2. and two. But the 13 right now would be LSU at 9-3. and three. LSU, Arizona, Louisville, Notre Dame, Iowa, NC State, they all have three losses. So going into the final weeks of the season and into the conference championship Saturday, you would have all those teams thinking they still have a chance to get in, which could be true. But there's some things that have to break their way. At the top, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, they're all going to be basically locks. I should, I guess, throw in Florida State with that second, that next tier of teams that have a shot each and every year. Maybe Oregon could be in there. We'll see. Maybe Washington gets themselves in. But it's going to be a very different landscape a year from now. The drama will not be the same. Again, we'll argue over different things. Like the Georgia-Alabama SEC title game would, in essence, have been for seeding. It would have been, in essence, for who gets the bye. If we were going to give four teams a bye in the first round, well, that's what that game would have meant, which is important, but not the life-and-death consequences it turned out to be on Saturday. All right, finally, I want to talk about the Braves, and there's a rumor that started to matriculate over the last 24 hours that I still don't think it has a ton of legs because the Braves don't let stuff leak. But this is a common-sense rumor that I could tie to making some uh, inroads to the Braves. Seth Lugo's name came up. Starting pitcher, is pitched out of the pen, been an innings eater. I could see the Braves being in the Seth Lugo business. The same way I could see them being in the Marcus Stroman business. The same way I could see them being in some of these names that are not going to be total sexy names, but they could sign a two, maybe three-year deal. They could do it for manageable $12, 13000000 million, and the Braves would slot them in as their third or fourth starter. I just never thought the Dylan C stuff had legs. It'd be great. I'd love it. I think the, the uh, Corbin Burns stuff would be fun. If Shane Bieber's healthy, I think that's one that's fun. I just don't know if the Braves have the trade capital. I don't know if the Braves want to spend on a guy that would slot into the third or fourth spot in the rotation. Now, it is a fair point to say that if Max Fried leaves after next season, you're going to have to kind of reconfigure this, and Charlie Morton could finally retire, so you're going to have some spots, which maybe they still, maybe they do. Maybe I'm wrong, and they make one of these big deals. I would love it. I'm just not counting on it. I think the Seth Lugo, Marcus Stroman, short-term guys make, uh, make a lot more sense. I also wanted to mention something Alex Anthopoulos said, and I'll take him at his word. Doesn't mean he's going to be totally honest with me, but yesterday at the winter meetings, he said that Jared Kelnick is the only position player he's pursued this offseason. A reporter asked about Shohei Otani. He repeated, Jared Kelnick is the only position player he's pursued. Now, he did say, I can't talk about free agents, which I guess that's true. I mean, I guess he could say some things, but 
Remember, Shohei wanted everything done kind of in a cloak of secrecy, didn't want anything out there. So if the Braves were even in on Shohei or engaged on Shohei, I guess Alex would respect Otani enough to not let it out. But I don't think the Shohei thing was ever real. I don't think it ever made any sense. Whereas the Kelnick thing fits in a lot of ways. Inexpensive, under control for several years, and you put him in your eight or nine spot in the lineup with very little pressure, improve your defense out in left field, and it makes some sense. We shall see what the rest of baseball's winter meetings holds for the Braves, for Alex Anthopoulos, and the uh, defending NLE's champions as they try to add to their roster. If you could do me a favor and add me to your podcast library by hitting the subscribe button this will be waiting for you each and every day at whatever podcast platform you choose if you're somebody who listens every once in a while or you're a first timer thank you for finding the podcast you'll guarantee it's sitting waiting for you at 10 a.m every single day by hitting your subscribe button right now i will talk to you folks later this afternoon on the radio at two o'clock on 680 the fan in atlanta we're back here tomorrow for the next edition of the daily 10 Subscribe to The Daily 10 now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Are you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.